Hi, this is Wahid Al-Khwazmi, the writer and director of the movie Jasser, and you're listening to Follow Your Dream with Robert Miller. Everyone has a dream. Robert Miller is a musician who had a dream to become a rock star. He followed his dream and he succeeded. If you're ready to pursue and succeed at your dream, then listen up and get inspired and motivated to take action today. Welcome to the Follow Your Dream podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Follow Your Dream podcast with listeners in 200 countries. I'm Robert Miller, your host. My guest today is Lebanese-born actor Malik Rafani. He stars in the movie Jasser alongside Lorraine Bracco, the star of The Sopranos and Goodfellas. Jasser was directed by Wahid Al-Kawasmi, who recently was a guest on this podcast. Malik comes from an illustrious Lebanese family. I did my research here. He's the grandson of Mansour Rabani, the Lebanese composer, musician, and producer. He's related to the singer Fairuz and the musician and playwright Ziad Rabani. I hope I got that all right. And as you know, if you listen to this podcast, I feature a song of mine in every episode underneath the introduction and at the end. And I always try to make that song relevant somehow to my guest. And in this instance, my featured song is Out of Tahini that I wrote for the album Play by my band Project Grand Slam. I chose this song because it's got that Middle Eastern name and vibe and everybody in the Middle East eats tahini. So I thought that it fit with my guest background. So Malik Rabani, welcome to the Follow Your Dream podcast, baby. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm overwhelmed. I wasn't expecting uh, such a beautiful introduction and uh, really hit home. Thank you. Thank you for that. You see what kind of research we do here, okay? Got the family in there as well, okay? Thank you. So listen, I haven't had anybody else from Lebanon on the podcast before. I've been in Lebanon myself before, but tell me, what was it like growing up in Lebanon and what is it like today in that country? First of all, it's great, but I have to ask you again uh, later on, maybe uh, you have to tell me about your trip to Lebanon. Well, okay, but you don't interview me. I interview you, yeah, so yeah, yeah. we'll do that later, I promise. Yeah. So growing up there, you know, it's, uh, it's a beautiful country. Uh, it's a small country in the Middle East uh, with a lot of history. And I grew up very family-oriented environment. Uh, my father is a director. As you said, I come from a family that's very, very immersed into the arts. And I grew up going with my dad. He was a director of the plays that they that my family do with my grandfather and my uncles. So I grew up going to the theater early on, and I loved that, watching my father direct the plays and my uncles composing. Do you all live in a compound together? Were you in the same area together? We live in the same small city close to Beirut. We, we, we're 15 minutes apart, all of us. Some of us even like five minutes. Everyone in the Rahbani family is into the arts. My uncles, my cousins, composers, directors, uh, musicians, everybody's a musician in the family. So you had no choice in the matter is basically what you're saying. 
You know what? My grandfather wanted us to do something else. He wanted us to be doctors or engineers because you would make more money. But, you know, growing up in that environment, that's all we talk about is movies, music, and arts and theater. So basically we had no choice, you know, between ourselves. We always knew that, you know, this is what we wanted to do. And I grew up watching movies at a very, very young age and I fell in love with movies. And that's why I wanted to move out to Los Angeles and, you know, try my luck at the Hollywood dream, as they say. Now, when you were young and you were watching movies, were they American movies or were they movies from the Middle East? Mostly when I was young, I was watching uh, American movies like The Terminator. I'm a 90s kid. So The Terminator 2, <laughs> uh, Rambo, Jackie Chan films. So those movies really influenced me a lot in getting that dream of mine becoming an actor. And then when I was started growing up, my grandmother, God bless her, she... Uh, she was the one and she still every day watches movies and tells me about actors that I still don't even know about. Like, for example, she introduced me to Alfred Hitchcock, the director, uh, Montgomery Cliff, Cary Grant, James Stewart. And I fell in love with the old Hollywood cinema because of her. You have a very hip grandmother, let me tell you. Oh, she is great. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, you know, when you think about it, this is the one thing that America has done in the world. It has exported culture around the world. And I've heard from so many people from so many different countries that they watched either American movies or American TV shows. That's how they got most of their culture. Yeah, uh, music, movies. Uh, that's how I learned my English as well. That was that was the basis for my English. I'd imitate the actors and uh, I'd watch the film over 10, 15, 20 times. I memorized the script and just act it out at home. Uh, I still do that, by the way. And it's, it's, just, uh, it's just an amazing childhood that I had. Most of it was spent in the cinema, watching movies at home. I was never a party goer, going clubbing. That's not really my thing. I just like to have a good dinner and watch movies. I see. So when did you leave Lebanon for the West? I officially moved out here in 2019. January of 2019. Okay. Was the family upset that you were leaving? Well, no. Uh, my mom, you know, of course, she was emotional because I'm the youngest of my brothers and I was the first to leave but the country and go far away to another continent. But uh, she, they were, they've, my parents have always been very supportive of me and that's been my rock and like my motivational force to move forward. I have been to the United States twice before just for visiting. I spent two months before, but this time I knew that this was it. I was going to live there and I wanted that more than anything. Of course, part of me knew that I was going to miss my family and, and you know, you're not going to be able to see them every day, but thank God for technology these days, you know, with the, the WhatsApp application and FaceTime. So that has really helped us a lot. But uh, most of all, they've all supported me. And, you know, uh, not most of all, everybody has supported me. And it, it's, it's been a wonderful journey. That's good to hear. All right. So you came to the U.S. Was it specifically for the purpose of getting in, into the movie business? Yes. Yes, that was it. Yeah. All right. You got off the plane. You're here in the U.S. What would you do? Well, first of all, what helped me with my papers and everything here was uh, we had, I had already been cast in the movie Jasser. You had already been cast in that. That took place while you were in Lebanon? 
yes, we, we've been working on this film for seven years. I got cast, I think it was in 2017. Wait, hold on a second. Why well, he didn't tell me this. Seven years you worked on that film? Yeah, we've been working on it, prepping, and Wahid like rewrote the script. He uh, he's been working on the music and everything. Yeah, it took took seven years. Okay, all right. So you're working on that. You you get cast in in the lead role. Yes. And then you're uh, coming to the U.S. in order to do the filming. Is that it? Yeah, well, that was part of that was part of my coming here to hopefully shoot the film. And uh, you know, we had COVID, so we had to delay. We finally shot the film in November of 2020, which was in COVID before the vaccines and everything. And then Miss Lorraine came on board the film and we shot it in Memphis for almost a month. It was beautiful. All right, so tell me about Miss Lorraine, Lorraine Bracco. She's a big star, okay. When she got involved in this movie, what were you thinking? I was ecstatic. I, I remember Wahid called me Again, it was during pandemic times. I was at home, had nothing to do. And he said, uh, so I think we got for the role, uh, Miss Lorraine Bracco. First, you know, you know, you, you get, like, wait a minute, what? I'm not sure. You couldn't compute, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute, who, how? Uh, he, said, he said, you know, from Goodfellas, Karen. And then, of course, I had seen The Sopranos and I memorized Goodfellas. And a funny thing happened in 2019 where I had the chance to meet uh, the producer, Mr. Erwin Winkler, who was a producer of uh, Goodfellas and Raging Bull as well. He did, he did Rocky as well. And so I had met him and we talked a little bit about Goodfellas. And I told him that I watched that film. I was probably 13 years old, maybe younger. And he said, that's too young of an age to be watching a movie like that. And I thought, I know, but I turned out great. And that inspired me to become an actor. So, uh, you know, when you link the dots all of them together, it was just a surreal moment for me. All right. For anybody that doesn't know, give me a quick synopsis of what Jasser is about and how Lorraine Bracco and yourself fit into the cast. Jasser is a movie about a young Syrian refugee. His name is uh, Jasser, and he gets relocated from Syria to Memphis, Tennessee, in the United States after the Syrian war and uh, having lost so much. And then he experiences firsthand the problems of the American dream, that it's not so simple, and the politics of the United States and that's where he meets his it meets his neighbor um, Merle, played by Miss Lorraine Brackle. She's uh, an opioid addict, and she's very conservative. She doesn't like anybody who's not like her, who doesn't speak the same language, doesn't look like her. So uh, we see like a clash of civilizations, and then we get to experience life through both their eyes. I'd like to say in a perfect world, these two people would have never met. But because this is an imperfect world, they do meet. And they, both of them experience how human beings are all connected in the same way. No matter our religion, our color, our background, the language that we speak, we are both the same. We're all the same. We all laugh the same way. We all cry the same way. Uh, we're all in the pursuit of happiness and finding a place where we could call home. And that's basically the story. 
in a nutshell. Well, I appreciate that synopsis. It's, it's very close to what I heard from Wahid. And it's kind of an interesting thing to take, you know, a Syrian-based member, cast member, like you're supposed to be in the in the movie, right? Because you play Jasser, am I correct? Yes, yes. Okay. And to have that person interact with someone like Lorraine Bracco playing an opioid addict, that's a pretty interesting and, and very heavy kind of subject, okay? It is. Yes. But you know that this country, and I'm sure many other places in the world, went through terrible times with this whole opioid thing. So it's a theme that resonates, I think, within uh, certainly the United States, because we had so many problems with the whole opioid situation. Yes, I'm aware of that. Hi, everybody. This is Robert Miller, your host. You know, I've been fortunate to have so many amazing guests on this podcast. Famous musicians, actors, directors, photographers, and other creatives. I've been asked many times how I get such great guests. The answer is in several ways. Some contact me directly. Some come through their manager or public relations firm and many come from referrals by my other guests. Well, now I want to open up the process to you, my listeners. I'm sure that some of you know a famous or interesting or accomplished person, someone who has followed their dream to success and who would make a great guest on this podcast. If you know someone like this, I'm inviting you to contact me or have them contact me shoot me an email at robert at followyourdreampodcast.com. That's robert at followyourdreampodcast.com. And tell me who you've got. And if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the podcast so you get each episode when it airs. And also, you must visit our website at followyourdreampodcast.com where you can listen to all of our episodes and much more. As always, I want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. So you make this movie. Did you go on a world tour after that? Were you in Cannes? Were you in, you know, all the different festivals and the like, trying to push the movie. Tell me how what happened after that. Well, we had our uh, premiere in Nashville Film Festival, the Nashville Film Festival, that was beautiful. Uh, going back to Tennessee and uh, Nashville being the capital, it was beautiful being there, watching the film with, with everybody. It was a beautiful moment. And then we went to the Bend Film Festival in Oregon. I was so honored to have won an award there, the special jury prize for my performance it was beautiful. And uh, we also been in festivals in the Middle East and a couple in Europe. And uh, we had a screening at the uh, Cannes Film Festival as well. It was, a, uh, was with the Barco system. And we also had a screening in LA uh, at the Asian World Film Festival, which was beautiful. So let me ask you, when you're watching yourself on screen, you're at a screening. Do you cringe a little bit or do you say, yeah, 
that I really nailed it. Okay. Uh, yes and no. Anyway, so for example, there are scenes where, where, where I think uh, when I'm on set and when we, we're done with the scene, I think, oh, I did this scene, it's perfect. And then I look at it, I said, oh, maybe I could have done this better. Maybe I could have done this better. But sometimes, on the other hand, I do a scene, and in my mind, I think that I wasn't good enough. But according to the director, it was good because he knows how he wants to cut. He knows how it's going to all play out, but I don't know. So when I watch myself, I was like, oh, wow, I didn't expect it to be this good. Wasn't so bad, huh? You know, it's funny because I do the same thing in my music and also in the podcast. Sometimes I'm doing a podcast interview and I'm thinking to myself, oh, this this is a stiff. This isn't going anywhere. And then I listen to it afterwards. And I say, you know, it's not, it's really not so bad. Yeah, yeah. And vice versa. So, you know, at that moment when you're creating whatever it is that you're creating, you don't really have that perspective that you get afterwards. Because you're in there, you're in the moment and you're projecting. So it's you're not receiving, like the audience, they're receiving everything and they're they're watching you. You are the actor. You're doing the act. You're you're projecting. So so you're throwing all the eyes. The eyes are on you, but you you can't see yourself. And it's uh, you know it's great. Uh, just uh, uh, I'm very proud proud of this film, and uh, you know of everybody who worked on this film. It's uh, it's been a wonderful experience for me. Well, it's very hard to get an independent film made, oh, yeah. much less to get it out and around the world and get it you know, seen or on one or more of the streaming services. It's a very competitive world out there, as you know. So just the fact that it, it took you seven years before you started the film, then you made it, then you got it out there, you won a few awards, good for you. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, it's a long journey, but... Well worth it. All right. So what's in the future for you? What are you doing after Jasser? Uh, right now, we're still promoting Jasser. Hopefully, we, we will uh, going to have a tour in the Middle East. That should be very interesting because we're finally taking the film as well to its second home in the Middle East because 48% of the uh, dialogue in the film is in Arabic as well. So uh, With subtitles or not? Yes, of course. Of course. And... The, uh, so the story really is uh, very relevant, especially it's relevant all over the world, but especially in the Middle East because the character is Syrian. So uh, it's going to be very exciting and a little bit uh, scary to see how everybody's going to take the film. I'm I'm so I'm so excited and I'm I have a lot of faith in it. Do you think that the the audience in the Middle East and Lebanon and other places? will be able to relate to Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, we filmed it in Memphis. Uh, they will relate. Uh, yeah, I think they will. Doesn't make a difference that it's kind of an American locale versus um, a Middle Eastern locale. Because it's the same in a lot of ways. I don't want to give anything away from the film, but when people watch it, they're going to know uh, it's the same. And I, and I heard a lot from people uh, immigrants who have been here and they said we, we we experienced a lot of what Chasser experienced as well so uh yeah yeah i think they will, will relate to that all right well listen i want to wish you the best of luck with the film i've now had the star 
and I've had the director on this podcast. So I've spent a lot of time and energy on Jasser. I want to make sure you guys are successful. Okay. Thank you so much. We have been speaking here with actor Malik Rabani from Lebanon. Now he's a resident in the United States and he stars in this great movie called Jasser. It's on several of the streaming services. I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast and I want to wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. Now we're going to listen to that song that started the episode. It's my song called Out of Tahini. I want to thank you all for listening and we will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Follow Your Dream podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast so you don't miss another inspiring episode. You can connect with Robert at robert at followyourdreampodcast.com. And you can hear more from his band at projectgrandslam.com and at thepgsstore.com. 